High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Now, I, I am joined now by a vision in green. In fact, it's, it's, it's a walking shamrock, largely. Uh, Barry Kenny, what are you wearing? Tell I'm the people. Here, I'm just trying to blend in on the streets. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a green fest out there. And um, it's a... Sartorial elegance, I think, is how we would sum it up. That's one way of describing it. For, for those of you who can't see Barry, Barry is in an emerald green suit that is covered in shamrocks and an emerald green matching tie and indeed has a tricolour sparkly trilby. It's kind of a scar hat. It, it, well, well, like you say that like it makes it cool, but I mean, I think quite clearly. I thought, I actually only just acquired the hat because T- I said to myself, there is something missing in the Please tell outfit. me you're going somewhere after I'm this. I'm just hanging around town for the afternoon. It's fun. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Barry is, of course, joining us this morning to discuss all things St. Patrick's internationally and what's going on and what's happening in, in, in uh, giving us a bit of an international flavour of what's happening around the globe on St. Patrick's Day and some of the stuff that's happening here too. And I believe that St. Patrick's Day parades did not, in fact, originate in Ireland, Barry. Am I right? Are, are, yeah. they, are they a foreign thing they to be imported? A, well, they're an Irish import to the United States having not actually been here in the first place. And you, or New York and Boston Row, about which is the first. I'm siding on the New York side of this particular debate. Um, basically, dates from the kind of 1760s when it was a means of displaying the kind of social and political power of the Irish in America. And it, then we had the Irish politicians. It was a means by, for them to display their authority as well, had the support of the local Catholic church, clergy. So if you like, the old whole uh, military industrial Irish complex um, got behind this. And of course, there's a party aspect to it as well. And I think much like here, it is something that has just then evolved into something that's a lot more celebratory and, and a lot less about We did the have ritual. a culture of parades. I mean, the North still has mm. a very strong culture of parades. Yes. That people, some of people like them, some people don't like them. But there was a kind of a, 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 a cultural parading thing here. Yes. With sashes and people with, you know, political affiliations marching on various days. Well, we can, and, and we can, of course, uh, remember when St. Patrick's Day was a fairly dour occasion uh, here in Ireland. And it's really only supposed to be Everything was late. a dour occasion in <laughs> Ireland at that stage, wasn't <laughs> there is, it? There is that, Kira, and, um, and in some ways, I think some of the American parades haven't moved on from that particular style. Uh, but others have, of course. And uh, what the boffins in the States are actually doing is ranking and rating uh, 200 cities across the US uh, by really clear criteria. And we'd have to think about how the impact that the St. Patrick's Day has globally. It's extraordinary. I mean, it really is the only national day that is marked in yeah. virtually every country. And there are people know about Bastille Day, they know about American Independence Day, but they don't particularly do anything to mark it. 56% of Americans will celebrate St. Patrick's Day today. 56? Yeah, they will spend... More over, than half. They will Brilliant. spend over $5 billion on St. Patrick's on Day clothes like yours. activity, perhaps. 82% of them will wear green. So that's 82% other, of people in America today are wearing green. 82% of those who will celebrate will wear green. Okay, and still a lot. this is my favourite American... Uh, St. Patrick's Day stat, there's a 70% increase in cabbage shipments during St. Patrick's Week. We are known for our, our, our you know, our foodieism. My God, is that, is that our main food, it cabbage? It effectively is. And the, I, I was reading one of the parades, there's a corned beef party or a hoolie <laughs> afterwards. Uh, and this study, anyway, has looked at all these and the factors are, I mean, so scientifically chosen. There's tradition, right? So where's the population? Who has parades? What, where has Irish bars and general access to bars? So the Utah parades tend to come down very low as a result. Okay. Costs. 
how, impor- how expensive is the alcohol and how expensive are the hotels if you wanted to stay the night. Safety, crime rate, uh, drink driving convictions and traffic and walkability and then weather and bizarrely Pittsburgh wins on weather because they have a criteria there whereby if it's better than expected which seems a little bit odd but anyway out of all these out of 200 major cities in the United States Buffalo is Buffalo and New York New York the number one and it, the, so not 5th Avenue you know all 80th. that out of the 200. And a lot of I'm that wondering be- about the criteria for this. A lot of that is because it's the most expensive place to buy beer uh, versus oh, Albuquerque, right. which is the cheapest place to buy beer. So oh, if you want dear. a Breaking Bad themed St. Patrick's Day parade, Albuquerque is where to go. But in Buffalo, the Bishop, Richard J. Malone, has officially granted a commutation of abstinence to all Catholics for both their Lenten abstinence oh, and okay. for uh, no meat on a Friday today. Oh right! <laughs> so you can you can tuck into your corned beef and, and, this, and Guinness uh, with, with with impunity from and, the bishop. An official edict. Uh, so they have two parades. They had one last Saturday, the old neighbourhood, and they have another one on Sunday coming, which is the main parade. Uh, it's a city where the original Irish immigrants lived, beside the kind of grain elevators straddling the Buffalo River. Uh, they then follow all these with, with what they call hoolies. This is how they they brand it, and this is where they served up the corned beef as well. Uh, one of the interesting cities I saw on the list was St Louis. Okay. Highest number of Irish bars per head, highest crime rate, and most uh, driving under influence arrests. And it's oh, not stated of these facts. This is not are. what we want to be associated. <laughs> Poor old St. Patrick is turning in his grave with the snakes. He, you know, this is not what he set out to do. Um, have you ever been over to the States on St. Patrick's Day? I've been to Miami for oh, uh, St. <laughs> I'd say that's interesting. <laughs> well, I think that's what brings across how extraordinary it is, how pervasive St. Patrick's Day is. That this is a city with, with a pitiful Irish population and all the Cubans and all yeah, the Central yeah. Americans are wearing green and they're drinking dyed green beer and there's block parties in the Wynwood area. And the Wynwood area is a very cool part of Miami. Um, it's not the Miami Beach side. It's a new arty district. Think Temple Bar before yeah, the yeah. mega pubs. And they have 20,000 people out for a block party later today. It's also notable as being the area of Miami that had a Zika outbreak last right. year. <laughs> Again, it's not a state of where the green, two facts... Green mosquitoes yeah, at the so moment. Yes, the two facts are, are connected. But I loved being in Miami. Uh, I mean, firstly, I was on the beach in the morning time and lovely warm temperature in the sea. And then you're going through what are a relatively limited number of Irish bars and other bars and they are just festooned green and there's a great atmosphere. Do you think it's because people do... And I know we are very self-congratulatory about how great crack we are, but is it just because we're great crack? I mean, that, that's the question. Because like the greening of the world, I, mean, yeah. I know that's an initiative that's yeah, the from Ireland green, government, yeah. but it is an amazing initiative really to see is. the pyramids green uh, and the Eiffel Tower green and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And it's an see, amazing you initiative. You see that sacred curl, like I mean, r- religious <laughs> icons, it's bright green. you know, and it is an incredible thing. They started in two thousand and ten. I think it is. I think we travel a lot. We are liked. Yeah, we're liked. We didn't fight with anybody apart from the British and they like us since and have been trying to make it up for us first. Um, (laughs) We have population everywhere. We have visitors everywhere. We have industry everywhere. So as it has spread, and I think we've become more celebratory in nature. Again, and not we just did. I mean, we were just talking to Billy Lawless at the centre. We, yeah. we did emigrate in our droves. Absolutely. So we do have, an, for the size of the country, we have an yeah. incredibly large diaspora. It's exactly. Not like other countries. It's not. I mean, and, and another country, of course, that, that we're celebrating extensively is Argentina. 
it has the hi- highest Irish population for a non-English speaking country. Uh, there are over a million people who claim uh, Irish Why descent. Why would that be? You know, is, do we have a reason? Famine, emigration. Um, and, and the ships drifted south by accident. No, no, it was, it was quite deliberate. I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot of farming, agriculture um, oh, in Argentina and uh, certainly over a million and uh, the surnames I love out there, like the first admiral of the Argentine Navy was Guillermo Brown. Uh, I remember Jose Luis Brown scoring 1986 World Cup final. Che Guevara's father was a Guevara Lynch. Oh, no. <laughs> and the, the, we had the, caused trouble wherever we went, didn't the, we? The most magnificently named politician of all time, the former economic minister, uh, Ricardo Lopez Murphy, uh, who was nice. the minister during the time of the IMF troubles, which shows that Irish Argentine ties and cultures are, are maintaining into modern times. But we, so we do have uh, this. And I, I think generally, I mean, if you look at events, you know, I remember when Halloween was walking around and yeah. getting a few nuts at the doors yeah. and houses weren't dressed up. Adults didn't dress up. So people are more celebratory in nature. That's true. Also, the fact and, and one of the uh, this, this, this study that was undertaken in America, they actually interviewed the Professor Emeritus of the Rhetoric and Celtic Studies in Berkeley, Daniel F. Melia. And as well as those factors we mentioned earlier, uh, he is talking about the fact that it's a springtime festival. And we've we've had a long run since Christmas, yeah. And there has been nothing to celebrate. Um, now the place. So, so we're just we're just coincidentally lucky to to be at yeah, the right time of every, year. Everything falls for <laughs> us. Look at look at the Irish. The place I want to go to for St Patrick's Day is the only other country where it's a national holiday, Montserrat in the Caribbean. Okay, and what do they do? They have a week long uh, festival, and their their Irish association is is fascinating. The Irish fleeing Cromwell. Uh, went uh, first to St. Kitts and Nevis and then to Montserrat. Those Irish had their heads screwed on. They did. <laughs> 70% of the uh, white population in the late 17th century of Montserrat were Irish and that was a majority of the overall population. But then the sugar trade, the slaves came in, Irish, the, the, it was a British empire, uh, uh, a part of the British empire. So the Irish got on by subservience or marrying to the crown uh, and St. Patrick's Day there marks not only the Irish heritage, but a, an uprising in 1768 on 17th March by the slaves. Um, and ultimately, its, its heritage is unique. Their flag has a Union Jack in one corner and a white woman wearing green playing the harp in the other. So. They're nailing their colours to the math. Um, Donald Trump has just tweeted Os Gaelica. He has said, oh Happy Law Fail Porig to all my great Irish friends. Obviously, Andrew Kenny made quite the impression Absolutely. there yesterday. Absolutely. And uh, given his um, spelling issues in the English language, how's he managed in Irish? <laughs> well, according to what my producer has put through to me, he got it spot on. But, right. but that's, that's, I don't know if you heard Sean Spicer last night in the uh, in his press conference <laughs> talking I no longer about listen to Sean Spicer. I only listen to Melissa McCarthy doing Oh, <laughs> talking about the tea such repeatedly, so demonstrating that his Irish heritage is locked in uh, deep. But Montserrat, that's where we go for a nice sunny St. Patrick's Day week long event. But they actually really ramped it up in the 80s and 90s recently just to build their tourism. Well, on that note, listen, do let us know your uh, best St. Patrick's Day destinations you've ever been to abroad. We'd love to hear from you all at 53106 at a cost of 30 cents. And we will be putting up a photograph. Barry, we're putting up a photograph of you today because right. you have made the effort. I mean, this is this is what we're talking about to get I, on I, to high noon. I, we want this kind of I standard. I have a tradition of wearing a hat on St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> so we're just taking it. Oh, you've gone hour. way beyond a hat here. So we will have a photograph of the lovely uh, Barry Kenny up on our website. And thank you, Barry. And you will obviously hear him again on, on Tuesday Travel every week on high noon. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. And to you, Kerry.